Well, hello there. It's time again for the Florida Roundtable. I'm your host, Melissa Fox, and I've got a great lineup for you today. First, we'll be talking about diabetes and how it can affect your eyes. Who knew? We'll find out more about that. Also, food insecurity is present in every Florida community. I've got a company that's going to teach you how to get some food without breaking the bank. Teach Coalition. You know, there's been some recent enactment of transformative school choice legislation in Florida. We'll talk about that as well. And My Safe Florida Home is a program to get your house ready for the hurricane season. So that sounds like a great time. I want you to hang around. We'll be right back. Again, the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Hey shoppers, this is your local farmer letting you know that Florida watermelon is in season and available in the produce section right now. (laughs) Hey, careful now. There's plenty of juicy watermelon and other tasty Florida grown produce for everyone. I mean, all you have to do is ask for Fresh from Florida or look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo while you shop. We're gonna need a lot more help at checkout. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Are you losing your Medicaid coverage due to the public health emergency ending? If you're in jeopardy of losing health care coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to schedule your appointment today. Remember, that's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. It's the Florida Roundtable, and health-related mobile and web apps are not bound to HIPAA. Did you know that? That leaves room for risky data sharing practices. For example, many period tracking applications leave women's data susceptible to law enforcement and subpoenas. That's a practice that has dominated the headlines following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Today, to help us out with some tips and resources, Matt Howard. Welcome to the Roundtable. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, now you're SVP of Virtue. Can you explain what Virtue is all about? Yeah, Virtue is a software company. We're a, a data security, a data privacy company uh, based in Washington, D.C., and uh, we help organizations make sure that their sensitive data is protected wherever it's being used. 
Now, I noticed you mentioned, or at least I mentioned, that the uh, the women's period tracking or menstruation tracking applications, I have often wondered about that. First of all, I don't think I should be putting my menstruation information out there on an app that can easily be accessed by just about anyone. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, well, you know, so I think the, from my perspective, the, the issue is uh, does, you know, HIPAA, and related regulations apply to you know your sensitive health data, your personal health information, um, and if so, where? And as many people know, there's a lot of regulations and reasonably good governance that's in place to protect your personal health information as it relates to like hospital providers, insurance companies, and the like, when that information is stored in various types of systems. But what may, many people may not be aware of is that that HIPAA regulations generally do not apply to personal health information that's stored in a mobile application on your phone, for example. So um, my feeling is that if you're going to do it, you better do it with your eyes wide open and recognize that, that, that your sensitive data stored there is not protected the same way that it might be if it was stored somewhere else, for example, in an insurance system. So how can individuals better access the data privacy policies of these apps that they're using? And sometimes they're third-party can't really track it down. So how can we get a little better grip on everything? Well, there's a, a bunch of applications out there, you know, in the, in the, in the um, uh, Apple Store, in the Google Play Store. And, and, and as a consumer, anyone can go and basically look at the providers of those applications. You can, before downloading the application, you can look at who is the creator of the software. You can read a description of the software. And probably most importantly, if you were particularly concerned about uh, the sensitivity of your personal health information and you want to make sure that it's being treated a certain way, I would encourage you to read the terms of use, uh, which should, you know, very clearly, well, arguably not as clear as you might like, but no. certainly should articulate uh, the terms of use with respect to how they intend to use your data. Oh. Um, and when you read those terms of use, you'll know uh, <laughs> whether or not your data is going to be subject to, for example, processing by the application provider or not. Um, you'll get a better sense of whether the provider of that application is probably more inclined to respect the privacy of your data or not, uh, and then you can make choices. We're talking with Matt Howard. He's SVP of Virtue. I was just thinking about how, uh, you know, you, you get that little terms of uh, – and you just click. Yeah, so I think it's important to just delve into that for a little bit. I mean it's not even like you, you, you realize your information could be breached. I mean here's what, here's what we're really talking about. If you're going to put your personal health information on, a, on an application on your mobile phone, it's not a subject of being breached. The question is if you do it, then what is the provider of that application entitled to do with your personal health information based on the fact that you gave them that entitlement simply by checking through on the terms of use? And so you know, I, I think this idea of, of people's digital information is private, it is personal, especially in the context of healthcare and women's healthcare in particular being critical in the national agenda today. And you know, as we as society kind of come to a place where we all of a sudden wake up one morning and we're like, you know what, we're going to actually do something a little bit different than we did in the past, and we're going to start to pay closer attention to uh, the things that we choose to do every single day in our digital lives to make sure that our information is being uh, respected by those around us. And, and reading those terms of use is a small but important thing you can do to kind of educate yourself. Perfect. Hey, we've been talking with Matt Howard, and he's been giving us information like maybe you shouldn't put your track your period with an app on your phone. I'm just saying maybe you could just use the calendar like old days or guess like I used to do. Uh <laughs> 
Anyway, Matt, it's been great. We're going to keep a little more uh, information with the terms of service from now on. Everyone promise. Thank you so much for being on the roundtable today. It's been a delight. Thank you for having me. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. When I was a kid, Big Brothers and Big Sisters was a very important part of my life. As a matter of fact, my dad died, so my mom was kind of overwhelmed. And thank goodness for Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Give me direction, little guidance here and there. Now let's travel down to the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Miami. How you doing? We've got Julio Julio with us, I should say. Julio Ligoria. Welcome. How are you today, Julio? I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor and a pleasure to be sitting down with you this morning. Oh, it's not that great, but thank you anyway. I appreciate that. So you're on the board of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Miami, and you right now are rallying to inspire donors for an El Camino trip to Spain. Give us more information, wouldn't you, Julio? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm part of uh, I'm the co-chair of the Young Professionals Board, uh, which is made of young professionals under 40 years old who want to donate their time uh, and their resources to help uh, Big Brother Big Sisters and uh, you know put put a put a lot of opportunities in front of the kids in the programs. So one of our uh, goals for this year is to raise some money um, to pay for this trip. Uh, we've done well so far, but we have a ways to go. Uh, they, uh, they're leaving on June 25th, I believe. So we have a little bit of time left uh, to, for, for folks to donate and, and help us reach that goal. And, um, you know, very in line with the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is to provide supportive uh, mentoring relationships, they also want to empower young people to reach their, their fullest potential and, 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 and lead lives full of success. 
So what this trip does is allow them a once in a lifetime opportunity um, to travel abroad and uh, and explore new horizons, right? So um, the uh, the program, this specific program, El Camino, allows them the opportunity to to go to Spain, uh, learn from other uh, kids their age, um, and and exchange stories and get to know a little bit about what's on the other side of the world. Wow, wish I'd had that when I was a kid. So how are you going to pick, and you guys call them bigs and littles, right? How are you going to pick 10 littles? How's that going to work out, the selection process? Right, so the, the process is, is done. So, so we, have, we have five young men and five young women uh, in high school uh, that have been selected. And uh, the way that they do the selection from hundreds of potential applicants is they, they ask uh, all those that are interested to write an essay and write about why they want to be part of the program, why they want to go on this cultural exchange, um, what their motivations are, what their, uh, you know, what, is, what, what exactly they want to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So out of all these hundreds of applicants, uh, the executive board of BBBS and, and other staff take a look at, uh, at the essays that were submitted, and they choose from hundreds of applicants, they choose 10. Uh, and then, uh, and then the ten that are chosen are told that they that they can go, and they're given a choice if they would like to to go still. And um, so far, it's uh, ten for ten. Everybody wants to go on the trip, so, <laughs> so that's uh, unsurprisingly so. Now, so that's uh, that, that's usually the process. But some of my listeners I know are scratching their heads and saying, "How are you going to take and?" pay attention and, you know, basically, what do they call it, matron, somebody out there who's taking care of these kids and watching for them in another country. That's kind of scary a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I can I can see that. So we actually send over a chaperone from their the local BBBS, in this case, the Miami BBBS, uh, and uh, that goes with them and takes care of them. We also partner up with another organization that takes care of all the logistics, all the security, make sure that there's food and enough, enough food, enough water. Um, they have their entire uh, trip planned out, um, everything to the to the to the detail. Um, so these kids are incredibly safe and in very very capable hands. Um, and, and it's not only one chaperone. I mean, they they have a host of people with them uh, once they arrive in Spain as well. See, people, there you go. You don't have to worry. We're not just throwing ten kids in another country with no supervision. <laughs> Fun as that sounds, can I go? Um, so we're talking with Julio Ligoria. He's one of the board members for the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. And right now you're rallying to inspire some more donors for this El Camino trip to Spain. Now, tell me a little bit about the El Camino scholarships and mentorships that are offered by BBBS Miami. Right. So, uh, you know, Big Brother Big Sisters of Miami has been doing the El Camino trip for several years now. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's thanks to, to donors that these trips are possible. Um, so this year, uh, one of one of the uh, partnering um, organizations have decided to split the cost with us. Uh, and we're, uh, you know, our our side of the bill is around twenty five thousand dollars. We have around fifteen thousand right now that we've been able to raise. Uh, so we need an extra ten. Um, and anybody who's interested in learning more about the trip and or donating can go to bbbsmiami.org slash Spain. Uh, and there uh, you can you can uh, give whatever size contribution you uh, you, you wish. Um, you know, this is this is an incredible opportunity uh, for these kids. I mean, um, I think it was Mark Twain who said uh, one must travel to learn. Yes. And I, I could not agree with that more you know because the world is 
like a book, and each country is, has its, its own chapter, and there are chapters within that country that are so interesting to read. And you know, if we don't find a way to travel beyond our borders, beyond our own home, we'll only ever be able to read a single page in that book. Yeah. Right. And uh, and, you know, this opportunity is it opens a whole new world. No, no, no pun intended. But truly, <laughs> it opens up so many opportunities for these kids. I, I can tell you a personal story. Uh, I'm a big to two young men. One is in middle school, one's in high school. And uh, Emmanuel, who's the one who's in high school, uh, actually went uh, to the El Camino trip last year. I can tell you before the trip, he was shy. He had his AirPods on all the time. He would keep his head low. Um, you know, he would only really speak when spoken to and would give you one word answers. So it took me several months to get him out of his shell. Um, right. Lots of Coke and lots of, I should say, lots of Coca-Cola yeah. um, and lots of, <laughs> lots of outings and stuff to, to, to get him out of his shell. And then uh, this opportunity came up um, and, uh, and uh, you know, I said, hey, Emanuel, you should go on this trip. I think you'd really like it. He was sort of unsure, so I helped him with his essay a little bit. I didn't write it for him, but I told him, listen, you should probably write here, right there. Um, and then he submitted it. I had no uh, say in the process, but um, but people were telling me that his essay was, was incredibly inspiring, and he ended up going. Uh, after the trip, he came back a completely different person. To this day, I don't see him with his AirPods on when he's with his people. Look he's out that. there. He's, he <laughs> is, he's engaging with the world. Yeah. It was a really an incredible, incredible change. So this trip to Spain is actually like a history deal, right? A historic uh, pilgrimage, if you will, the way of St. James or El Camino de Santiago. Can you explain a little bit about this historic significance and what the littles will learn? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this, this trek is hundreds of miles long. So we're only putting them in a 70-mile trek. Right, um, that they're going to be doing, but uh, but for eons, for, I mean, for for centuries, people have been going on this pilgrimage. It started off um, as a uh, as as a uh, as a pilgrimage that it went back to, I believe, it was the 10th century or the 9th century um, when uh, James the Apostle was discovered in Santiago de Compostela, and this was basically only a pilgrimage for Christians, but over the over time. Um, a lot of people from different um, origins, from different countries, embarked in this um, sort of. They saw it as a cultural exchange, as, as an opportunity for unity, and as, and as you know, an opportunity for people from different nations to learn from each other and exchange stories. Um, and now, uh, I believe it was in the 90s, early 90s, uh, it became a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which. You know, it, it elevated its status and, and uh, you know, gave more people the opportunity to learn about it um, and to actually go on this pilgrimage. I have several friends who have done it. One one uh, mentor of mine, actually, one, one professional mentor of mine has been doing it with his son for the past five years. And each year they do about between 80 and 100 miles. Wow. They're not doing it all at once, but they do each year. And it's become uh, it's become a really beautiful uh, moment for father and son, right, to, to do this uh, this trip together. We are talking with Julio uh, Ligoria. Now, Julio, um, I know you've given us little bits and pieces of success stories, but I want to hear a really good success story from one of these littles who experienced the positivity and the influence of this El, uh, El Camino trip. Hmm? Right. I mean, I think... So aside from Emmanuel, who who we heard from uh, a little bit earlier, uh, or heard about a little bit earlier, 
you know, he completely changed his mindset and his approach to life, um, went from being a, an incredibly uh, shy kid uh, listening to music all the time to somebody who actually engages and starts conversation. Um, and, you know, he was in ninth grade. So going into 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, that was invaluable for him. Now he, he's opening up his, his world to other people and, you know, not being afraid of being vulnerable and, you know, and, and reaching out himself. Um, another uh, another success story, honestly, is uh, one of that I heard from uh, third hand. I would say not even second hand, third hand from from a friend of a friend who uh, had a really tough time um, uh, with his brothers and his sisters. He really it was a family of five. Uh, he was the youngest. Um, they didn't get along. It was it was just a really tough situation. So I don't know from where, but the parents decided, you know what? You guys are going to go on this El Camino trip, all of you. They were all they were all either in high, or finishing high school or at the beginning of high school, right? So two of the kids got into got into the program. The other two traveled on their own, and they ended up doing the trek together. It was an unbelievable moment of unity. These these brothers who were at their necks were able to come together through whatever happened during the trip. Honestly, like I, 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 there's something about this trip that makes that that changes people for the better um you know it's it's whether it's talking with someone else who has different perspectives on life uh or or just sitting in silence with those people that you know you can't really stand too much but have no other choice but to spend time with them in silence or out in in the wilderness you know with no cell phone service no distractions no buzzing cars or cafes just there in the moment so when they came back, I heard that they're all now living really, really close together and happy, and they're they're not at each other's necks anymore. And that's another really interesting story, right? That that comes out of this. Sure. Uh, and like that, there are tons of other stories that I, I'm sure you can, you know, we can we can put out there in the ether through a blog post or whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, definitely worth sharing. All right, let's put it out there in the ether that if you are interested in helping out these kids, that. Uh, you know, need a little hand and need to go to Spain and learn different stuff, different languages, different people, expand and you know, broaden. How would they do that? How would they help you fund this? So I would love it if people would visit bbbsmiami.org slash Spain. You can learn more about the program through that website and in that same page. You can donate whatever it is you're able to donate. Any little bit helps. Um, you know, again, we were asked to raise twenty-five thousand dollars. We're up to fifteen. We got ten more left. We should be. We should be there soon. Make it happen, people. Let's get these boys and girls over to Spain so they can trace some history and learn about themselves and others. Good stuff. We've been talking to. Julio Ligoria, one of the board members from Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. Thank you so much for sharing this and for helping our kids out. Thank you so much for the, uh, for the time, and it was a pleasure. You got it. This is the Florida Roundtable. Ticks can transmit Lyme disease and other dangerous illnesses. Protect yourself and your family with Summit Green Armor Insect Repellent. Clothing and outdoor gear treated with Green Armor Insect Repellent repels and kills ticks, chiggers, mites, and mosquitoes for up to six weeks. The handy spray bottle makes it easy to apply this odorless layer of protection. Green Armor Insect Repellent is available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com.
David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. Did you know that summer travel is the highlight of most people's year? I figured you knew that. But did you know that Florida is often their number one destination? Stay away, please. We 
we don't need you. No, that's not really true. We do need you. With me today, Celia Seiden. She's the Vice President of Travel and Hospitality for TransUnion. And we are going to discuss the study and offer tips to travelers on how to save money and avoid hassles. Welcome, Cecilia. How are you? I'm doing well, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. So we just passed Memorial Day weekend. That was the unofficial start of summer, and now I can wear my white pants and shoes. Is that, <laughs> is that official down here, or is it just up north? I don't even know. But, uh, I think it's up north. It, it is an up north thing. All year round in Florida. Yeah, 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 most definitely. So tell me about the Great American Road Trip 23, will you? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Uh, so we conducted a consumer survey back in March to look at American consumers' attitudes and plans for this upcoming summer. And what we found is that American consumers are very excited to travel this year. 46% are planning to travel more than last year, and 47% are planning to travel the same amount as last year. So despite economic challenges, consumers are definitely prioritizing travel. And we actually found that households with children are the ones that are planning the most getaways. Really? I was going to ask you, because I've also heard that the uh, upper echelon, if you will, the older folks, are taking advantage and spending a lot of their retirement savings by going out and having these huge families, multi-generational trips. Is that something that you might have found, too? We didn't ask specifically about multi-generational trips, but we did find that desire to travel and that prioritization to be true across generations. So tips, you've got tips for travelers. These summer trips should be affordable, and you can help us. And also, you can make it less stressful. What do you got? Sure. So like you mentioned at the beginning of your segment, uh, road trips are the most popular type of trip for Americans this year. Given gas prices are down, obviously using your own car is going to be a pretty affordable way to get around this summer. Ah. The second way that we saw consumers saving money is engaging in more budget-friendly activities once they're at their destination. So that could look like exploring local food trucks or cooking some of your meals instead of going out to a restaurant for every meal or you know, taking advantage of some nature hikes or going to the beach, which is free instead of paying museum admission every time. Are airlines giving any discounts, hotels, or other travel-related businesses at this point? Do you know? sure that they're giving discounts, especially because they're expecting this summer to be so busy. But what I would encourage everybody to do is make sure that you're maximizing any kind of loyalty or rewards points that are related to your travel. So those can help you save money in the short term. Let's say for a hotel, it can get you free Wi-Fi, maybe a free night for longer stays, free bottled water. And also over the longer term, accumulating those points can help you fund a future vacation. Oh, I like that. Has marketing changed at all for travel businesses? They're trying to reach the right customers, I understand, but I haven't really noticed a difference. Have you? I love that question. You're right. Uh, they're definitely still marketing, and I think they're taking advantage of that post-COVID bounce back in travel. And what we'd really be recommending travel and hospitality companies to do is making sure that they're really using data attributes to understand their consumers and segment their audiences accordingly. And that enables them to hit the right consumer with the right message at the right time. So what you're going to show a family, let's say with children, might be very different than what you're going to be showing you know, a single individual or an older individual that might be retired. So you're talking like Disney versus Sandals Resort. Got you. Exactly. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking with <laughs> Cecilia Seiden. She's vice president of travel and hospitality for TransUnion. 
And TransUnion did a study, 2023 Spring and Summer Travel Report, detailing uh, everything from airlines, hotels, and others in travel and hospitality. And you found out an awful lot with this, uh, with this, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> with the findings in the study. So um, travel difference, when you've got kids, what did you find? We found a few things uh, about families with children and how they travel differently than those without children. What we found, first of all, is that they're planning more getaways. We mentioned that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So as household size increased, so did their likelihood to take more trips. And that was actually true regardless of income level, which was quite surprising given economic conditions right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you find that anyone's using the travel clubs or Christmas clubs, if you will, at their banks? Is that helping at all? Have you heard? Uh, we didn't probe about that, um, but we did look into, you know, the types of vacations that families are taking and when they plan to travel and how that's different for households without children. And what did you find out? So we found out a few things. Um, one, families are more likely to travel around holidays. So 4th of July really being a peak time for family travel. And we think the reason for that is that families tend to have natural interruptions in their routine. They've got the break between school and camp starting. They've got those holidays where maybe there is no camp. They don't have activities for their kids. They might not have the child care that they rely on to do their jobs. And it makes a little bit more sense for them to take advantage and travel during those times. And the opposite is true for households without children. Mm-hmm. They're actually planning their travel you know, around those holidays and trying to avoid them, which also makes sense because they can avoid crowns and those price increases at the same time. So, Cecilia, let's talk a little bit about Airbnbs. Do they come and play with travel? Absolutely. And we did see that be a very popular option this summer. Mm. So uh, with the kids or just the whole family deal or just the adults, you think, which is it? B, 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 and B, 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 B. What? There's a lot of Bs there, but just stop it, too. <laughs> <laughs> It has become a very popular plan for everybody. It's an an easy way to explore. If you have a longer stay, those service fees and cleaning fees kind of spread out over those days, and it can easily become a more affordable option than a hotel. But obviously, you know, given the kitchen, more bedrooms, it is a lot easier for families with children. Yeah, I definitely, when uh, when I have friends that come down here and they'll rent out a timeshare or what have you, which I'm not a fan of, but nonetheless... They bring, they go, they buy their own food, they come in, and it just saves them hundreds a day. Because if you eat at the parks or whatnot, yeah, you're, <laughs> you are paying for it, let me just tell you. But uh, we're talking with Cecilia Seiden. Let's talk a little bit about you, yeah? What's, uh, what's sure. your deal, and how did you end up with travel and hospitality at TransUnion? Great question. So I'm the vice president of travel and hospitality at TransUnion. And TransUnion is really known for being a credit bureau, but TransUnion is actually a lot more than that. Uh, They help companies to understand, reach, and protect their consumers across channels. And we do that with a full suite of enterprise solutions, including digital marketing solutions, fraud, risk and compliance, and even outbound communication solutions. So taking kind of all that customer information that we have and really using that information for more efficient operations and also for safety and security of consumers. Now, you said Florida is often the number one destination. Where else do people go? Did I say that? I'm 
not sure if I said that. No, uh, I said it because it's in Florida. the it's in the paperwork. Don't you fight me, lady. No, it's, it does well, say the Florida resident. Yeah. Yes, I, I am proud to promote Florida as well. Um, we didn't look at specific destinations, but we did look at the types of trips that we do see consumers taking this summer. So. Families especially are really excited about camping. About a quarter of families are going camping this summer. And a close second to that was actually all-inclusive vacations and cruises. So that was about 17% of families looking to take that kind of trip. Wow. It's been an an all-inclusive education. I mean, education, vacation, so you can educate my listeners a little. All-inclusive, what does that really mean? So all-inclusive typically means that you pay up front, and that includes your your room for example and also any meals um, and potentially drinks that you're having sometimes alcoholic beverages are excluded so important to look at the fine print and ask questions but typically you're going to see that at a resort where any activities that you want to take part of any meals everything's already covered and that really saves a lot of that hassle as well you don't really have to think about budgeting while you're on your trip you know can you take advantage of certain activities or do you need to hold back because it might be too expensive You've kind of done all that work up front, and then you can just get there and enjoy. Ah, that does sound like a lot of fun. Personally, though, I want the no-exclusive inclusive. Now, I want to go there and wing it and cost all kinds of money because that would be so silly. I have heard <laughs> I have heard there's a lot of folks, like you said, camping and glamping, and uh, there's a lot of great books out there about that, too. What do you think, um, what do you think some of the best campgrounds would be for people to go up? And I don't mean specific. I just mean like anemones and such. I said that wrong. That's a great question. I must admit, I am not much of a camper myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I might not be the best person to give tips on camping. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, we've been talking with Cecilia Seiden. She's the Vice President of Travel and Hospitality for TransUnion. We've been talking about tips for travelers to save money and avoid hassles with their summer trips. Any final words? Where can we go get information? That's a great question. Uh, I've got another couple tips and then um, the link to the report if you'd like to read the full findings. Yeah, so sure. I'll start with some of those tips. So rewards, we talked about that one. Definitely an important one to look into. The second one that I would look into is affiliation discounts. So a lot of companies or local tourist destinations might give a 10 to 20% discount for being a student, a veteran, senior citizen, a mm-hmm. AAA member, and they're not always very well publicized. So it doesn't hurt to ask. I see. Okay. And where we can go for more information, Cecilia? Yes. Please check out newsroom.transunion.com to read the full findings. Cecilia Seiden, it's been a pleasure talking with you. We should go on vacation sometime together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. This is the Florida Roundtable. It's the first day of the first grade. And she found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right now Your taste buds will be best buds With Dr. Pepper Float Ice Cream from Bluebell The rich taste of creamy vanilla ice cream swirled together with the one-of-a-kind flavor of delicious Dr. Pepper. Treat yourself to a pint or half gallon today. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made. 
Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. It's the Florida Roundtable, and if you're paying attention, you know that we are not alone. I'm just saying it's true. The proof is out there. It's a new fiction series on the History Channel. Non-fiction, I mean. Like, they're out there, and we've got we've got proof. Or maybe not. We've got the series host of the veteran of the TV journalist, Tom. Hey, Tony, Tony, uh... The proof is out there, yeah, man. Melissa, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I feel like an alien just inhabited my brain for a second. I was trying to do that. They're like, no, the proof is not out Trust there. me. Please. Trust me. It's <laughs> early. It does it to all of us. Mm. All <laughs> right. So tell me why you decided to do a show called The Proof is Out There. I am like so many people in the country. I've been sort of alien, UAP curious, right? And, you know, when you work in journalism, the one thing you learn early on is just to keep an open mind about everything. And a few years ago, I was I was approached by folks over at the History Channel about um, a, a different show that, you know, wasn't picked up. But the subject matter was, was interesting to me. I, I love the group of people who were working on the program. And, and they essentially said, there's some other things that we're working on. Uh, we think that would be right up your alley. And what they wanted from me was just sort of, you know, the, the skepticism that, that journalism kind of brings, right? And uh, to take a look at what we're doing and, and the stories that, that we're telling and then just turn a critical eye to it. And I think that the deeper I've gotten into the space, um, there were really smart people, Melissa, who were working in this space, and, and they certainly know more than I do about it. And, and, and I'm in that kind of enviable position as serving kind of as a, a surrogate for the audience to sort of ask the questions that they don't get a, an opportunity to ask. And and I get to ask those questions of a world-class group of experts in this space. So, you know, for me, it's, it, it's kind of a, a dream. I mean, if you go back to my CNN days, the, the thing I loved most was just putting together a really strong group of people who were smarter than me to explain the world to me. So in a, in a sense, that's what I have here. And, and it's it's been a kick and a joy to work on. Now, you're actually working with captive uh, footage, right, of real stuff that went zooming by in the yeah. sky that we cannot explain. You're not, like, recreating everything, are you? Because that always No, is, no, no, yeah. no, okay. no, no. Because that's disappointing well, to me. Melissa, here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's how our show works. And um, I, I think the other key to the show is just how it's formatted. So when we started the show, you know, we relied heavily on everybody's interest in, you know, the big two, big three, maybe sort of um, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, right? Right. And and that was just to get us get us going because we knew that that if we were doing stories 
on on Sasquatch and Loch Ness Monster, we knew we would bring folks to the yard, right? And then at the end of every show, we got to the real conceit of it, is that we need your help in order to keep the show going. So if you see anything that is curious or interesting to you that you would like our team of experts to take apart, by all means, send that video to us. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the website now, but I, I will. Um, <laughs> just send just send that video to us, and then, you know, if it, if it passes muster for us, then we'll turn it over to the experts and unlike a lot of shows that just sort of tee it up and keep the mystery going, right, as a way to bring you back from week to week. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get these videos, we turn it over to the team, and we offer a verdict at the end of each segment. And, and, and that's what makes us different. That's what makes us, you know, kind of a source of consternation for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, when we render a, a verdict that they don't like, right? <laughs> oh, it's not real. And it's just so, a bird. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Sorry, folks. What? <laughs> it's the deepest of deep fakes possible. Right. It's the latest technology run amok, right? But, you know, we've got to a place now where I think part of the service that we do, Melissa, is that we sort of weed it out. When we tell you something is is a, a UFO or a UAP, you know, that automatically means for, for us and for the audience that we're going to stay on the story and try to figure it out. We're talking with Tony Harris and the History Channel's nonfiction series, The Proof is Out There, is back with all new episodes. You remember it was about a year or so ago now, uh, there was a big report from Congress. If you take a step back, um, um, the late former Senator Harry Reid um, from Nevada um, put aside about 22, I think it was $22 million for research for Congress to look into this this area and to, to research the whole UAP, UFO phenomena. So, um and there was a report that was issued, I guess it was about a year or so ago, and it made a lot of news. It was disclosure. It was the big disclosure report. You know, it was a byproduct of some congressional hearings, and a number of military pilots testified to seeing things that they could not identify and uh, with propulsion rates that far exceed anything that we can do that we're aware of, that, that military-grade pilots are aware of. Um, and, and I think that report landed. I'm not going to say with a dud because there was there was plenty in the report to suggest that there was more to come if the government was willing to be more transparent. You know, but at the end of the day, I would think it was like 400 or so, certainly more than 400 episodes and sightings that um, the government kind of classified as they couldn't identify. Right? We just don't know what this is at this point. Uh, and so, if if you're someone like me and you're our team, you take that kind of information and you understand that there's more to know, and so you keep digging. Uh, so that was a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more than that now. And then there's new reporting from um, a whistleblower who's come forward to say that there's there's no doubt about the fact that the government knows more um, than it's letting on, and, and that's creating quite a buzz right now. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So tell me about this zombie fish head, would you? <laughs> People love this thing, right? Yeah, it sounds great. So I, I just learned something interesting about that. You know, there is this lake in, in Montana where um, kind of the gestation and, and life process of this fish is, is so short that its growth is stunted in that you can get a fully functioning fish, but it's re- it really looks like only the head is working, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't really get a you don't really get a fish body. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got pretty astounding video in this episode on Friday uh, of a, what looks like a dismembered fish head, right? Mm. And if you if you put a can near its mouth. You wouldn't want to put your hand near its mouth, but right. if you put a can near it, it'll it'll chomp on that thing. Oh my right? god! It's like a goat fish. But it's a, it's a <laughs> yes. It's a, well, yes. I think we actually use that language. <laughs> so it's a it's a dismembered fish head. It is real, and the other side of it, 
is that there's real science to explain it. So those are the kind of pieces that, that we love, right? Yeah. Something that looks weird and is strange and people are all up in arms about it. And then we get video of it. We get a piece of tape and we can take it apart. And then we find out, hey, there's some real science. We can explain this. That, that's fun for us. Now, did you find Sasquatch or what's his other name? I forget. Uh, the Yeti. Hmm? So Bigfoot? Yeah, Sasquatch? Bigfoot. Yeah, the sure. Yeti? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many names, right? Right. So uh, the search continues. I mean, I look, I, I think in all of these areas, you know, part of the reason we're doing it is that uh, there's clearly an appetite for it, i.e. there's an audience for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that to the extent that we can, can continue to, to keep that audience interested, we're going to get to the bottom of all of these. We're going to find and, – and let's be honest. What we're looking for now is definitive, you know, undeniable, unchallengeable – if that's a word <laughs> – video of, of what is the Yeti or what is Sasquatch or what is Bigfoot. And so – you know, that's, that's kind of what keeps us going, and I think it's what keeps people who are taking their cameras out and shooting stuff and, and sending it to us. They, they all want to know, and we want to know as well. So I think we'll get to the bottom of it, something that can't be challenged and, and, and passes muster on, in all the categories and checks all the boxes. We end up with five or six different segments on every show. Oh. And, and again, I think our secret sauce is the fact that we, we render a verdict on each. Now we'll we'll get to a place where we'll 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 mix and match shows, right? Mm-hmm. And and extend our run and extend, you know, uh between new seasons, right? But no, no, no. In each of the shows, we render a verdict. So but I, I will tell you, uh, I know that there are people who, you know, get bothered by that approach, the Oak Island approach, but mm-hmm. my God, do they have an audience? Yeah, sure, because they're all they waiting for something to happen. And frankly, a couple yeah. of coins and, well, a, and a little knife is really not that, doing it. What does that it. say about us, Melissa? Yeah. What, what, what does that say about us? Suckers. We, we, we like being teased in that way. <laughs> mm. Well, the best part the is... long, slow tease. Yeah, yeah. I'll right? put that one on on like a binge watch, fall asleep <laughs> for 20 minutes, wake up, and not have missed one bit of the show. <laughs> you <And> know? That, <laughs> that, re- that reminds me of the way we, we used to watch soap operas. Remember the daytime mm. soap? Sure. You, know, you, you check in three months later and the storyline is barely moved. But uh, there's something about the way they structure that show and, and the mm-hmm. personalities of mm-hmm. the guys on that show uh, that keeps people interested. And I will tell you, we, you know, we got the best launching pad for our show uh, three or four years ago, whatever that they sort of run together for me. But uh, we were we followed Oak Island and people got an opportunity to sample us and watch us and. And and I'm glad that happened that way because many of them have really stayed with us. So we're sandwiched in a great place yeah. now between that's a know, great lead in mm-hmm. ancient aliens and that team. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's an amazing lead in and it, it served us really really well. They're, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Uh, well, cutting listen, us off. Thank you. It was. Thank you, Tony Harris. That I appreciate you. Fun. We'll see you out there. Yeah. The proof is out there. New episode started Friday. Catch it on History Channel. I am Melissa Fox. And we will be right back with more of the Florida Roundtable. This is the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Going boating? There are many beautiful things to see and many distractions. As captain of your boat, it is your responsibility to always be aware of your surroundings. This includes what you see and hear. Scan in all directions for boats, paddlers, swimmers, and objects you could strike. Listen for approaching boats and always err on the side of caution. As the captain, put your phone away while underway. This message brought to you by the National Safe Boating Council and U.S. Coast Guard. Learn more at safeboatingcampaign.com. 
If it's a day that ends in Y, you're probably stuck in Florida traffic. So turn that AC up one more notch, aim the vents toward your face, and think of a better place, like the cool, colorful produce section in your favorite grocery store. Why? Because that's where all the cool, colorful, fresh from Florida produce is. Produce just tastes better when it's grown closer to home. And when you buy fresh from Florida, you're supporting local farmers and jobs in our communities. So after you're done being stopped in traffic, pick up some fresh from Florida on your way home. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net. 